0: Good afternoon. Thank you so much for coming. We're going to read this afternoon from Srila Jiva Goswami's Krishna Sandarbha. Beginning with the 53rd Anucheda. The Krishna Sandarbha has, I believe, close to 200 Anuchetas. We're in the section of the uh, Krishna Sandarbha dealing with a fortification by Srila Jiva Goswami of the pariva Sutra, which is seen as the key to a proper understanding of what this particular uh, major Purana is focused upon. It's the uh, the lamp by which we can understand uh, the entirety of the presentation. So in this particular section of the Krishna Sandarva, what Jiva is doing is he's fortifying this understanding of the significance of the Parivasa Sutra. So the Parivas Sutra Kalapumsa uh, Krishna stu Indrani Vyakulam Lokam I believe is the last two uh, lines. But the Parivas Sutra is presented at the very beginning of the book. In the very beginning of the book, Uh, Sutagoswami presents when inquired of by the sages of Namasharanya, he presents uh, systematically uh, the various avatars or avataric descents of the Supreme Lord and then he also speaks about he speaks about first of all what we're familiar with as far as God. What do we think of when we think of God? We think of, of course, the the creator of everything that we experience. So he begins there, actually, in his explanation of what how God descends in, into the material world. Uh, and his he, the first descent that he describes is as the creator, as the creators. So this understanding of the uh, creators, uh, we understand uh, uh, the terminology. The uh, terminology is applied of the Purusha avatars, the impregnators of matter with spirit, and actually the originators of the matter itself. So the makers of the matter and the impregnators of the matter all those manifestations of the Lord, how the whole, how everything that we experience comes about, he begins there with the Purusha avatars, and then he goes through the various descents of the Lord, wherein the Lord, as he stated simply to Arjuna in the, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, I come again and again in order to keep things in line. Whenever there's a decline in religious principles, a predominance of irreligion. So the Lord not only creates a sandbox for us to play in, but he also remains as a school monitor. <laughs> he makes sure that we don't you know we don't get too far <laughs> uh, carried away with the uh the little domain that he he gives us to uh conduct our affairs in, independent of him. So he goes through a list of all the avatars, and included in that list, of course, is Krishna and Balaram. And then, after he's given this whole list, he he says this, he gives this one verse. Now, Jiva Goswami has already pointed out to us that this verse is, it's not, it's the key to understanding the whole of the Bhagavat Purana, the Srimad Bhagavatam, but it's not repeated again and again. It's like, there it is. This one little verse, this one little pada, one line, one of the four lines of this verse. Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. Of all these different avatars, Krishna is the topmost. He's the source of all of them. Swayam Bhagavan. So he's the source of all of them. Now, we came to Krishna consciousness and when our spiritual master Shrata Prabhupada coming to the western world he didn't want us to miss this point so unlike Sukadeva Goswami or Sutta Goswami and then on to Sukadeva who only gave us this key at the very beginning Prabhupada put the key in practically every single paragraph of his English commentaries on the Bhagavata Purana, on the Bhagavad Gita, on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Rita, on everything he wrote, Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam is like there, repeatedly. So he didn't want us to miss the point. Now that isn't to say that, uh, you know, Sutta Goswami or Sukadev Goswami wanted us to miss the point, Either, But uh, bringing bringing into a new culture Krishna consciousness, it was apparent to my spiritual master from the way he dealt with the situation that uh, we really needed to have this point hammered home. That if we're going to think of God, we first and foremost have to think of him as a person. Supreme personality of Godhead. We may say, well, we believe in God in the Western world and everything, but uh, we are pretty, for to some, uh, to some extent, pretty well steeped, steeped in a, an impersonal concept of spirituality. Even if we put the nomenclature God to it, we don't really have the personality of Godhood uh, to back that up uh, to really enter into it. Krishna Sandarbha is about entering into the personhood of Godhood. That's it's what this particular Sandarbha of Jiva Goswami is is focused upon. Krishna to Bhagavan Swayam this one Pada, this illuminates a Gaudiya understanding of the Supreme Lord. So here, in this section, Yiva Swami is using, is taking a fourfold approach just as a king, if he was going to a battlefield, would have, you know, four fronts to his army. He'd have his his uh, chariots, he'd have his elephants, he'd have his uh, infantry men. And uh, what else? His elephants. His elephants, yeah. we said the elephants. Oh. Elephants, cavalry, uh, infantry, yeah. and chariots. Chariot. Chariot. Yeah. So we're at the second, second of those fourfold elements. And here, Jiva Goswami is showing us by extracting specific verses from the Bhagavat Purana, from the Srimad Bhagavatam as it's presented, uh, that show significantly to us as a student of the Bhagavat Purana the, that everybody. Involved and all the narrations are about the supreme manifestation of the Lord Krishna, the supreme Swayam Bhagavan Sri Krishna. All other manifestations of the Lord come from this manifestation, and this particular Purana, this Bhagavat Purana, is primarily involved in this. So in the Anochetas, the sections that we're going to read through here today, um, he's showing that the major speakers and the major inquirers are speaking specifically of Krishna. And he's going to quote things that they've, the way they've asked questions or the way they've presented answers in a way that lets us understand that Sutta Goswami uh Sunaka who quoted, you know, who, who inquired from Sutta Goswami. So first you have them just so we know keep reminding ourselves of the structure of the Bhagawat Purana. You have you have a, a piranha that that's beginning with a sacrifice held by sages in order to ward off the influence of Kali Yuga. These are bright guys. They understand the what you want is going to hit the soon, soon enough, and we have have to do something for humanity, otherwise everybody's going to have to suffer. So we need to perform a sacrifice. But this is Kali Yuga. We can't even hardly get the sacrificial fire lit, but we're covered with smoke. It won't burn brightly. So, these guys are tuned in and they realize in this Yuga, the key is not lighting a fire of sacrifice. The key is hearing this specific Purana, this Bhagavat Purana. So we're beginning by with with the narration beginning there. Sages sitting around wanting to do the topmost good they can do for humanity. So they're not running out and opening up hospitals and trying to save the world or, or uh, you know, whatever, whatever mankind may think is the proper solution, they're saying the real solution is a permanent solution and the permanent solution is spirituality. There's nothing we can do material, materially to keep things together. It doesn't matter. When there's a hurricane coming and it's sitting there for a week at one spot, there ain't a damn thing you're going to be able to do we're in the hurricane of material existence, and we really don't have the resources to solve our problems. Birth, death, on old age, disease—they're coming. They're coming for us. And guess what? They're gonna—they're gonna win. There's—there's there's nothing we can do. We're defeated. Unless, unless we pour this nectar into our ears and let it take hold of our hearts. So the sages know this. So the inquiry begins there, and then I heard. So Sutta Goswami says, but guess what? I was there when this Bhagavat Purana was spoken, so I'll repeat it to you, sages, because I was there when Sukadeva Goswami spoke it to Maharaj Pariksit, at the end of his life. So then we come to the second canto and we have the beginning of the major narration, uh, Sukadev Goswami to Maharaj Parikshit. So here Jiva is showing that Sunaka, the sages of Namasharanya, Sutta Goswami, the speaker, uh, Sutta, then the inquirer Parikshit. And the speaker, Sukadev, So, uh, everyone, they're focused on this manifestation of the Supreme Lord, Krishna. So, this shows us, because they're all fixated on Krishna, this shows us that, you know, this is the key to understanding Srimad Bhagavatam. And this key is there. This fortifies the understanding of Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swam. And as we go through these, keep in mind what what the how this focus works because it does work also on a different level. Now in spiritual speaker, in spiritual circles, we may have different conceptions of the same, of the of the absolute truth, so if we could be sitting in a room with, you know, somebody who's wants to merge into the form of the Lord, somebody that that wants to. Um, everybody has different spiritual aspirations. I mean, basically, so of course, we've learned in Krishna consciousness that if if we can come into a specific group of spiritual aspirants and attain good guidance, they may show us a path that leads to a conception of the Absolute that far exceeded our wildest expectations. So that's kind of what the Bhagawat Purana does. Because we can sit here and we can say, well what makes your conception of god any better than mine why i mean really what you just you know you just you feel you got a better idea well ford had a thought he had a better idea and he did maybe not maybe we should bring the horses back but uh, <laughs> still everybody's got this idea we we we, as gaudy as we think we we have it down, and we have outreach where we're trying to introduce, following in the in the footsteps of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, coming as a devotee, he saw uh, in the in this, the in this Krishna conscious presentation, this Krishna Swayam presentation of, of the supreme, he saw. He saw it as a tree. It's, a, it's put forth as by Krishna Kaviraj in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, And he couldn't the fruits were just unending. This tree, the, the the sweetness of the fruits coming from the from this understanding of, of God that he had, Sri Chaitanya had, this understanding of of being an intimate associate of the Lord in play, in love, in fraternal, in fraternal, uh, you know, fraternity, it was just, it was, it was, it was overflowing in the in the sweetness of it. So he's trying to distribute these fruits of this conception of Godhood. So. This section, again, of of the Krishna Sandarbha is showing that these speakers and these hearers also have the same ideal. This ideal that Krishna is the topmost conception of the absolute truth, the Supreme Lord. A phenomenal conception. And this really is the heart also the Sandarbhas, it sits right in the middle. You know, this Krishna Sandarbha, it's at the heart. This is this is it. If you can get this, then everything else comes from that. All the other, all the everything that that you may you may receive, can should come to you through this Krishna conception. So we'll read through some of these Anuchetas. So, Krishna is, this, is the major subject of all the Bhagavats' major dialogues. Pariksit's intelligence firmly established in the stories of Krishna. Jiva Goswami writes here, 53rd Anarcheda, this very same thing, this is, of course, carrying forward from the last Anarcheda, so this very th- same thing, i.e., Pariksit's mental fixity, on Krishna, is understood from the words spoken by Shri Suka after hearing King Pariksit's request in the 13 verses beginning with 10, 1, one, referred to above in Anujeta 50. So Jiva is saying, here that we can see that Pariksit, the inquirer, questioning Sukadeva Goswami. He's now, he's now, he really, he, he is, his anxiousness to hear exclusively about Krishna is now just overwhelming, his inquiries. So, at the beginning of the 10th canto, he places Praise of his spiritual master and also inquiries into his spiritual master. And though the nature of those inquiries, if you can see what what's what's being asked of the guru is is fixed on Krishna. So he's he's now really okay, we've talked about God, we've talked about creation, we've talked about the the, the matter, and we've talked about the spirit, and the purushas, and we've talked about so many things, but I'm ready to hear about Krishna. So, that's what Jiva's pointing out here. He's fixed. So, Sukadev says the following, O best of saintly kings, this is." he's saying this right after Parikshit Maharaj has made these this pray they, he's praised him. Thank you so much. You've brought me to this level, and now now he wants to hear about Krishna. So Sukadev says, "O oh, best of saintly kings, your intelligence is properly situated, because irrevocable love for the stories of Vasudeva has been awoken in you." Now Jiva Goswami unpacks this as follows he then says paraphrasing although previously you had experienced tremendous delight in my recounting the exploits of various avatars irrevocable nistichi nice permanently established stai Rupa love rati has now been awoken in you for the stories of the son of Sri Vasudeva alone. In other words, your intelligence is properly situated Samyag Vyavasita meaning that it is supremely ex- supremely expert in the aesthetic relish of Bhakti Ras. Now what we have here is we have the English that, that Jiva Goswami is giving and the way this book is presented that we're studying from, by Sachin Das, everything's in Sanskrit. And there's no word for word and no, uh, what's what do you call that? Transliteration. Transliteration. But we see here that because we're lacking the word for word and uh, the transliteration, still some of the words are being brought out that are in jiva goswamis presentation itself so some of these words nice to key fixed irrevocable fixed fixed and then this word styrupa and now we're now we're now we're now we're talking about somebody who's fixed on their conception of the supreme absolute truth and especially from the Gaudiya perspective that uh, fixation is is now becoming permanent in their heart. So we call this stive off. The love for the Lord is now starting to manifest some specificity. Wow. <laughs> some specificity <laughs> on... Krishna, as well, I'm sure Mars, doesn't get the joke. He's missed the classes. I cannot pronounce that word for, for anything. So, twice, yes. Well, they always have to guide me. So, that's what Jeeva's is pointing out here. Now we would call we would take this terminology stai bhava we look at it even a little more closely but here it's being used in a general way to mean of all the manifestations of Godhead the stai the fixitude of the loving relationship which is also the rati is established in Krishna and Jiva is not going over further in that and saying and Maharaj Pariksit is in servitude an attitude of servitude or an attitude of friendship or an attitude of fraternal affection or an attitude of conjugal affection with the Supreme Lord. Now we understand that that's the ultimate objective but at this point I think we can look at the way the Sandarbhas is being presented here is maybe there's something more that Jiva is saying or not saying but he's not presenting more here at this time. Fixity on Krishna is enough, and the use of this idea of, of uh, stai rupa, the form of the Lord which you are fixed on, the rupa, the form. Now, as far as how you are going to love that form specifically, he's not going further further than that in his explanation of the of the verse as presented by. Um, uh, no, no, no. Uh, as it's being responded to by Sukadeva Goswami here, so Sukadeva Goswami seeing that also, you're fixed on this on this conception of God. Well, I understand that's not not far off for you considering this conception of the Lord entered into your mother's womb and saved you. Yeah. And you saw it, so for you throughout your whole life to have this Krishna conception as this is God, that's that's cool. But you know that's that's understandable. So this is uh, this is the aesthetic relish. This is the relish that. That Maharaj Parikshat. He's getting he's getting a real taste, and his spiritual master is seeing that taste. It's become apparent to him. Now we're now we're at this stage in our dialogue, and you're you're you've everything we've talked about. You've you've kind of it's all nice, but now that I've started to bring up this Krishna conception, you're I can see I can I can sense. I can sense your relish. I can sense your fixity, just by the way you're asking your questions. I sense this, and that's that's really the point that's being brought out here. Uh, just to acquaint ourselves with what, exactly what Sukha uh, said, uh, Samyag Vyavasita Buddhis Tava rajasi satama vasudeva Kathayam te taj nistiki Rati. so nistiki fixed, permanent permanent you're not gonna sway is basically what this, this idea of permanence nistiki, is now what we're talking about with the stai stai rupa no other conception or ideal as to a love for the Lord is going to what is the word supplant to take the place of Pariksit Maharaja's love for Krishna as God that's that's another way of, look, of looking at what's being said. Uh, and that, what, just seeing that that word, naistiki, it just brings back the verse. We used to chant this verse all the time uh, before Bhagavatam. Uh, what is it? Nastaprieshu abhyeshu, nityam bhagavata sevaya, bhaktir bhavati By regular adherence of the Bhagavatam. Um, and rendering service to the devotees, to the pure devotees. All that is troublesome in the heart is practically destroyed. Practically destroyed. It's a little bit more, you know, it's almost everything. Well, maybe it means practically. But it's very practical. Practically. <laughs> And loving service to the supreme Lord is established as an irrevocable fact. So when we see this word "nisteke," irrevocable, now we're now we're set. Uh, what we'd say etched in stone. Is it the same as "nisteke" Is it the same word? Nice-sticky"? Fixed. Yeah, fixed. Something like that. Yeah. Nisteke. Mm-hmm. Nisteke. A vow that is so fixed that it will not be broken in life. So, brahmachari for life. All right, let's go on to the... One more anicceta this afternoon before we wrap things up. 54. Sukadev Samadhi induced by remembrance of Krishna. This is this is an interesting Aniceta, so I'll just go through it. We refer here once again to the statement of Sri Sutta Goswami, cited previously in Aniceta 50. And then he reper- repeats a verse that was used there from the Bhagavatam's 12th canto, uh, 10th canto, 12th chapter. O Dwijas, having thus heard the extraordinary deeds of his protector Sri Krishna, King Parishit, who was entrusted to his grandfather by the Lord, of the Yadavas, requested Sukadev to relate more of the same sacred pastimes that had captivated his mind. So now we're through 12 chapters of the 10th canto, and Maharaj Pariksit is just enthralled. And Sukadev Goswami's having a little bit of a hard time keeping it together in his deliverance because he's he's overcome at certain times during the dialogue with well he just enters into the Leela he's speaking but in speaking it he's living it and sometimes in living it through his speaking and relating it to Maharaj Pariksit, he actually dives into it. And his mind his, his mind and senses externally completely withdraw. So, that, an instant, one instance of that is being spoken of here by Sutta Goswami, who was present. And, like here, out of the blue, we have this dialogue, Sukadev Goswami speaking to Maharaj Parikshit. Now, of course, it's the dialogue is orig- originally being spoken, as we said at the beginning, by Sutta Goswami to Sunaka and the sages of Namasharanya. So they they're the origin. That's where, you know, the dialogue's like originating, and then he's relating what Maharaj, you know, Maharaj inquired from Sukadev and how Sukadev answered. But you notice that here, again, Sutta Goswami is reintroduced into the dialogue here in the 12th chapter of the 10th canto. Because he says, oh, and I I saw this most wondrous event, not only this time, but a few times during Sukadeva Goswami's narration. He left actually that Place and entered into the lila as an, as an active observer to such an extent that he couldn't speak of it anymore. That's what's being spoken of here. He said, And this happened. I saw this. A few times during the dialogue. Thereafter, Sri Sutta said, <coughs> illustrating Sri Suka's condition, on hearing Parichchus's request from for Krishna Katha, O foremost, foremost of superl- superlative devotees, Sunaka, on being thus questioned by the king, Sri Suka, the son of Badarayana, was thereby reminded of the unlimited Lord Sri Krishna and the t- total quantum of his senses. Function- sense functionality was arrested by him with great difficulty he gradually regained external consciousness and replied to him as follows so he's trying to give the, you know his his audience this this is extraordinary the speaker actually in the middle of the dialogue went into samadhi you know imagine you're sitting there speaking with your guru he's relating leela to you and you're like oh yes please go on and automatically it's like, are you still here? Are you here with us? Mm -hmm. What do you do in that instance? Uh, That's going to be spoken of here a little bit in the commentary, and we'll we'll end with it today. Uh, So Jiva Goswami continues to write in his Anujada proper the following, The unlimited Lord, Ananta, here here refers to Sri Krishna, whose complete majesty was fully manifest, Although Sri Sukha was established in constant remembrance of him, it is said that he was reminded of him by Parikshit's inquiry simply because Shri Krishna is ever fresh at every moment. In other words, just you can you can be completely immersed in in a dialogue of Krishna consciousness, but you'll come to something and you'll become even more immersed in that dialogue by What's being spoken of, and sometimes for very advanced devotees like Asukadeva Goswami, they'll become so immersed that they lose contact with, with the external world. So, a couple things uh, in the commentary here. At the mere mention of this Leela, this is basically the Leela that's being spoken of here at this section of the Bhagavad Puran, is uh, Agasura. You know, Agasura has just uh, this wonderful thing has just happened. That Krishna has slayed Agasura, and Agasura's souls entered into the unto the Lord's form, into this little. At least those that are giving it as a, nar- a narrative from the bhagavata Parada saw enough to relay it. It could be that he had just got the questioning. From Maharaj Parikshit is to wait a minute. What was that year delay about? And then it came back to him. Oh, it was about Brahma's Brahma Vamohan Leela. So before he started to relate that, he probably that came to mind, and that may also have been the trigger for the for the state of samadhi. Whatever the trigger was, it was wonderful. So at the mere mention of the Leela, so I the reason I say that, the mere mention of the Leela means the mention of this Brahma Mamohan, Leela, how where did that year go? You said the kids didn't tell their parents that Agasura had, had been killed during the day for a year? I know what what happened. What happened to the year? Or what the kids just they they got back home and they forgot about what happened. I mean, that was just too little extraordinary for a bunch of kids to forget that. They'd just seen it. You know, they're not related to their parents. Uh, Sukha was thrown into the state of samadhi in which all external awareness was arrested. All of his senses were then drawn inward, becoming absorbed in Krishna exactly as if he were personally present there. According to Sri Sanatana Goswami, it says in the commentary so Sanatana Goswami of course is, is also commented on the Bhagavat Purana, and according to him uh, he was brought to external awareness again by the performance of loud kirtan so Sanatan says the only way to get to bring him Sukadeva back to consciousness so he could continue to narrate the Bhagavat Purana is some kirtan this must be a uh, universally applied remedy for Samadhi, uh, as we hear also in Chaitanya's Charitamrita repeatedly that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would go also into Samadhi, and the devotees brought them back by some kirtan. So the kirtan is referred to here, and I, I'll end by sharing this. Uh, so, of course, imagine Parikshit; He's there. He's asked questions, and He's being related all of Krishna's all of Krishna's pastimes, and the guru just goes silent. So it's like, well, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> so it's it's mentioned here. He's in a little anxiety. Whoa, wait a minute! You know, I'm about to die, and I'm going to miss the rest of these leelas. I don't. We got to we got to get this guy out of Samadhi. So what is pointed out here is. Jama, uh, what is it? Jama, Jaya, Janamajaya, which is Parikshit Maharaj's son, was also present. So he's the one that would start a tumultuous kirtan to bring Sukadeva Goswami back to consciousness. Do we have any questions today? All right. I thank you all very much for your association.